We're going to spend a little bit of time looking at those verses from John chapter 3, verse 1 through to verse 11. Um, And since we're looking at God's Word, the Bible, uh, how about we pause now and ask Him for help? Let's pray. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, we, we want to thank You that You are a God who speaks. We thank You that You make Yourself known. Uh, And we pray now that as we look at your word, the Bible, that you would be clear, that you would help us understand what it is you want us to know from this. Amen. Uh, Do you you know that older person groan, that the sound that someone might make when the body isn't what it once was, uh, you know, getting down into a chair or or getting back up again? some kind of you're familiar with some kind of groan like that. I realized that I groan like this. Uh, I realized when our two year old began mimicking me. Uh, Fred wasn't going for a laugh like a teenager might. No, no, he thinks that when you stand and when you sit, you ought to make that groaning uh, sound. Hopefully he grows out of it. Toddlers mimic their adults, don't they? They play teacher or doctor or or farmer. They mimic our words and actions. They groan if we groan. Some of you will have experienced this. It's a beautiful thing, uh, if not also a little confronting. Kids mimic their parents. But I wonder if you've noticed we also tend to mimic the community that we're a part of. So, for example, someone who's been around a a Christian community, they may know some of the ins and outs, so to speak, of church life. Standing for a song, it's a bit odd, I suppose. Bowing for prayer, adjusting your your vocab, maybe, putting putting on... Uh, what you may consider the right appearance, although it may not really be what's going on inside. Now, I, I guess then there's the the danger of uh, faking it as we mimic the habits and practices of, of a community, like the chameleon changing that which is external depending on the situation. There's the more subtle danger, though, I reckon, of mistaking it, thinking that Christianity is something that it just isn't. As we observe the external actions of the Christian community, perhaps even mimicking some of those actions, it's possible that we might mistake Christianity, that is, trusting and following Jesus, for something that it isn't. Yeah, you know, I say all of that because that I reckon that's what's going on with this bloke Nicodemus. Uh, we've just uh, looking at uh, the first part of chapter three uh, from John's Gospel, where a man Nicodemus encounters Jesus. Now, Nicodemus is a man of standing in their culture. He's one of the Jewish religious elites. We're told that he's a part of the Pharisee sect, which means. He is super devout, a totally religious man. You could, you could probably call him something like uh, Reverend Dr. Professor Nicodemus. Not only would he know the language and the habits 
of God's people of old, but it's his job to be expert in them. He's a teacher. But we're not told his age, but given this bloke's position, he might be 50 or or 60. He has some serious runs on the board uh, and he comes to Jesus at night. In verse 2, we see that he's, he's at least respectful. Rabbi, he says, we know you're a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you were doing if God were not with him. We don't know why Nicodemus went to Jesus. But as is common in John's gospel, Jesus responds in an unexpected way. You see it there in verse 3, if your Bible's in front of you. Very truly, I tell you, says Jesus. Whenever that phrase, very truly, I tell you, uh, whenever that comes up in John's gospel, it's a sign to, to listen carefully. Very truly, I tell you, says Jesus, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. I mean, that's obviously a weird response from Jesus, isn't it? Back into the mother's womb when you're old, up the birth canal, let's not picture that. But that's what Nicodemus is thinking, isn't it? What are you talking about, born again? He takes Jesus literally. How is that even possible? This Nicodemus bloke, the best of people, he must assume that he's in with God. He's got some runs on the board. But Jesus says to him, to see God's kingdom, to be in with God, even he must start all over again, like a newborn baby. It'd be a little bit like uh, maybe telling that famous soccer player Ronaldo or, or Messi while at the top of their game, sorry mate, you, you're not good enough to get into the team. Uh, to, to get a spot, you have to start all over again. Go back to mini ruse. Go back to the beginning. When someone does become a Christian, there is a fundamental change. Rebirth is a good description. That is how big a deal it is. As Jesus, as he walks and 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 talks to people back in the first century as he calls people to to come and follow him and as he quietly continues to do that today. We have here what some call a recreation story. New birth, not physical, but spiritual. And this is what Jesus explains in verses 5 to 8, to be a part of God's kingdom, to see God's kingdom, to be among the family of believers, a work of God is what is needed. Will Metzer said, we cannot be changed by altering a few of our bad habits. Reformation will not do. For the disease of sin has captured our very life system. We need regeneration, a new heart. You and I might look at someone else and think, yeah, I can see 
that that is the case with them. You know, their situation is so dire. Yes, of course, I, I understand they need rescuing. It, we it may even admit that our world, as messed up as it is, needs rescuing. But it's quite confronting with Jesus saying this about not just some of us, but each one of us. Uh, in the Old Testament, uh, the Hebrew scriptures that point forward to the coming of Jesus, uh, God says this in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 to 27. He says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. What is on view with this, this new birth? is a transformation, not from the outside to the inside, but from the inside to the outside. A new heart, it's a miraculous work of God. You see, we all have this heart problem, even the best of people like Nicodemus. In verse 14, Jesus gives another illustration where to picture the the Israelite community, God's people of old, they've been rescued from slavery in Egypt. They're being led through the wilderness, through the desert, and towards the promised land. But the people were impatient that they were speaking against God and they were having a whinge, they were grumbling. There's a fundamental problem with the human heart. Even as he was rescuing the Israelites from slavery in Egypt, they were having a whinge about it. And you can read that story in the book of Numbers chapter 21. Uh, God punishes them through snake bites. The people cry out for help. God provides a way of healing. A bronze snake is put up on a pole And the people are told that if they look up to the snake, they'll be healed. Now, I recognise all of that sounds a bit odd to us all these years later, but the principle is this, the people deserved punishment. They were grumbling against God, who graciously saved them from slavery in Egypt. The people deserved punishment, but God graciously provided a way of healing. Now Jesus says in verse 14 and 15, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. And we picture Jesus lifted up, hanging on that cross, where he takes the penalty that we deserve if only we trust in him. Remember, um, there was an old Anglican minister from northern New South Wales telling the story of preparing for a Billy Graham visit to Australia. Billy Graham was an American preacher from years ago. People would come from everywhere to hear this guy 
speak about Jesus. I think Billy Graham still holds the record for the biggest crowd at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Yeah, anyway, in preparation for this for his visit, they were doing some training to help people who were interested in trusting Jesus. A group of them were sitting in their bishop's lounge room doing this training. The bishop's like a senior Anglican minister. The video player was on, and after being reminded of the good news of Jesus, they were instructed on how to pray with a person wanting to become a Christian. The old pastor telling the story said he noticed the bishop just you know, quietly praying along, mouthing the words for himself. Now the words, God, I'm sorry for rebelling against you. Will you forgive me through Jesus' death on the cross? Will you help me now live your way? <laughs> right there and then that the bishop already high up in the Anglican church, he said, Amen, and was reborn a child of God. You see, Christianity is not a matter of mimicking some community's customs or values. Beware of faking it or, or, or mistaking it. Christianity is when God grabs a hold of you and fundamentally changes you. And all of this centres on the person and work of the Lord Jesus. Charles Spurgeon said, Regeneration is a change which is known and felt. Known by works of holiness and felt by a gracious experience. (laughs) How do you know that you're born again? Well, God is moving you to live for him. Do you know that you've been treated graciously, that as you, you lift up your eyes to Jesus, God doesn't treat you as your sins deserve. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, that whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him, shall not perish but have eternal life. I wonder if um, if today is the day that God is grabbing a hold of you, moving you to look up to Jesus, moving you to give control of your life over to him. Now, God, I'm sorry for rebelling against you. Will you forgive me through Jesus' death on that cross? Will you help me now live your way? I want to encourage you to keep thinking about this. Um, It's my prayer uh, that you might know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour and that you might know God at work in your life uh, as you hand yourself to him. Uh, Please pray with me. Uh, Heavenly Father, we're conscious that it, that it is easy in some ways to fake it, to put on the behaviours, the exterior behaviours when our heart is not in it. 
Uh, help us not to be like that. And help us to not mistake Christianity for something that it isn't. Lord God, please be at work in our hearts, uh, softening our hearts to you, that you might move us by your spirit, that we would want to live for you, uh, that we would enjoy knowing the forgiveness of our sin through Jesus' sacrificial death, and it be our high honour to lose control of our life to you. Lord, forgive us, we pray, and help us live for Jesus our King. Amen.